One of the great innovations at the Ford Ranger New Zealand Rural Games over the weekend in the Palmerston North Square was a new event called the Golden Loader, and it was an opportunity for the forestry industry, I guess, to showcase uh, some of the machinery and some of the skills that their operators have. It was fantastic. They had these huge big digger sort of loaders with claw grapples and they were loading logs onto truck and trailer units. The person whose brainchild it was is Erica Kinder. She's the chief executive of the Southern North Island Wood Council and what a great showcasing that was for the forestry industry, Erica, an industry that's getting a bit of stick at the moment. Yeah, I think it's actually something that um, that some of our staff and some of our people really needed in the current environment. Um, they actually needed to to be show some pride in, the, in their workplaces and what they're doing. Um, we've had people travel with their families uh, from right across the North Island to attend the event in Palmerston North. And for us, um, it was a big event to organise. Taken us two years um, and a lot of organisation to get that off the ground. So it was actually really good timing um, for the forest sector. We needed to show something in a positive light and and some some positive people out there and, and some of the skills that are required, and I think um, Palmerston North certainly turned it on, yeah. Yeah, and the, the crowds gathered. They were flocking uh, to see some of this large machinery in operation. Now, you were at pains, Erica, to point out to me, because you got stuck into me about carbon farming, because I'm not a fan of carbon farming at all. I am uh, a fan and a supporter of forestry. It's our third biggest industry. Uh, but there is a clear delineation between the two, or is there? Well, I think that's a very grey area. It's a distinction that people like to make. Um, people like to put, to put things in boxes, and that's what we're doing. But in fact, the permanent category of the ETS only opened up in January of this year, as you know. Um, those forests have only just starting to become registered in, as permanent, um, unless they are actually registered in that permanent category of the ETS. It's not carbon farming. So there is an awful lot out there of forests um, that are not carbon farming. Um, it's just regular forestry. But unfortunately, uh, people see a tree going in the ground. That's what they think it is. Um, but in fact, less than 10% of our sector is, is carbon farming at all. And it's only just opened up that criteria. So we don't have any clear numbers on, on what is carbon. It's only just started. Yeah, OK. But how do you know some of these new plantings aren't quite simply spray and walk away carbon farming operations? Well, spray and walk away is just a slogan. Um, that's been developed um, by farming to use as, as some sort of attack on forestry. And that is, as you know, not the way any forestry company is conducted. Uh, that's not the way forestry operations are. There is simply no spray and work or walk away. That doesn't exist. Um, all of these forests are intensively managed, whether it's for carbon, whether it's for forestry. That just simply doesn't exist. Um, there's a lot of management that goes on in these carbon forests. They're transitioning them to native. That requires a lot of operations over the years. Um, they simply don't spray and walk away. That's like saying you have a low-maintenance garden. There's just no such thing, right? doesn't exist. Um, everything requires work. Um, everything is, requires a lot of people involved to go back to that forest over years and years to maintain it. There, there is no spray and walk away. That's just a slogan. You and I agreed to disagree yesterday when we were having our robust discussion, Erica, about this. And I'm saying it's criminal that forestry is used on really good pastoral land. That land should be used for growing food. And you won't convince me otherwise. And maybe that's where never the twain shall meet. Yeah, and I don't think we're here to convince anybody of anything. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, as, as is anybody who loves trees, you know, anything that's good productive food land is also good productive tree growing land. Now, it's all a crop. 
Um, we're there to produce money. Um, farming's not a charity, and I don't think farmers expect that. What they want is to make money off their land and, and ret- retain their land and stay on their land. I'm from a farming family. I understand what people want to do in order to work their land and stay there. Now, it's just a shame that um, one industry's been pitted against the other at the moment, um, especially by their leaders. Um, I think Beef and Lamb have got a lot to answer for with some of their websites that they're developing. I don't know what they're doing with the $34 million that they're collecting in levies if all they can do is attack other sectors and put out negative publicity. That is not helping their farmers. Is forestry between a rock and a hard place in terms of where it can go and develop and expand? Because we know that we don't actually want forestry on steep, highly erodible soils, and people like me don't want it on good rolling pastoral countries. So where does forestry go? There's no end to what people don't want. But that, that we don't have crystal balls. And in fact, trees can be incorporated into any landscape. And trees that are on the East Coast currently have done exactly what they were there to do, which is to hold the soils in place. The forests have actually worked really well on those highly erodible soils. What we need is more of them. Some of the farms that have been devastated on that East Coast are the exact same farms that were devastated in Bowler. Um, If you want to see 70% of your soil washing away out to sea, well, you only have to drive up the East Coast to see that now. Now, the land that's in trees has done exactly what it was supposed to, which is to keep the soil there. Or in the future, we won't be growing anything. There'll be nothing growing there. Once our soil is gone, uh, that's the end of growing anything. Final question for you, and, and, and this is an industry issue that I know that the forestry industry is grappling with at the moment, the slash issue. Is there any cure or easy cure there? I don't think there is, is there? There's no easy cure for anything. There's no easy solutions or easy answers. Um, we're forestry, just like farming and just like any other sector up there at the moment is doing the best that they can. When you're slammed with a cyclone um, of the types we've had and there's more coming, um, we all need to prepare for a different future. And um, there is no easy answers and unfortunately forestry has been punched in the face along with everybody else. And when entire hillsides collapse, when entire whole trees, whole pasture, whole apples, orchards, everything goes down the river, dead sheep washed out to sea, um, we're all in the same boat here. So um, it's, it's just really unfortunate the way the kind of negativity in the media and um, the sort of aggression and blame culture that's going on at the moment is pitting industries against each other when that's not what we need. We actually need to band together and work together. Um, in the future, there's going to be more of these giant cyclones and, and how are we going to cope if we're not actually on the same page? Well spoken, Erica Kinder, and well done yesterday or over the weekend in the Palmerston North Square with your Golden Loader initiative, you know, showcasing the best of forestry. It was well done. Thanks for your time on the country. Thanks, Jamie.